on another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we have concluded our five-part arc of talking about Gojo's past. We're going to finish it up with Season 2, Episode 5, Premature Death. Right after these ads, we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of a favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your host. I am Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. And there we have it. The first five episodes. We got our story of the past. We have some news and saying that we have a two week break before our current timeline continues. So episode six is going to be dropping on August 31st. This is what starts off the Shibuya incident arc. Still, thank you to all the manga fans who have just been giving me big grins whenever it comes up (laughs) and not telling me anything about it. Very stoked to see what all the hype is about on the screen. How have you been feeling with the show so far? I've been feeling really good. It's super interesting. I think it's caught us all kind of off guard with what it was doing this season. None of us really expected it to go this way. I think it was a fantastic arc, and I'm really excited to know why they set it up the way that they did, because I know this writer does phenomenal storytelling and placement of things. So it's like, okay, we just got all of this Gojo Ghetto backstory. Why? Like, what does the rest yeah. of the season have in store? Because he was there in season one, but very much a looming presence and a lot less of an active like anti-hero or villain or whatever you would like to call him. So now I feel like we're going to get a little ramp up of that, or I hope we're going to get a ramp up of that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's super exciting. I think uh, I should apologize to all the listeners that are like, why is this coming a week late? Well, I was on vacation last week. So Zuhair was like, oh, I won't record without you. We'll do two episodes this week. Uh, none of us knew. We didn't do our adequate research. It might just be a MAPPA not announcing things at MAPPA. Well, of the break happening. I'm kind of happy. It feels like we could take a breath of fresh air here, but it was very sudden. Like I logged into Crunchyroll and was like, where's my episode? What's happening? Like, it's not even that we didn't know there wasn't a new episode. It was like, it was our understanding that there was going to be a recap episode. And I guess in Japan there is, but in regards to Crunchyroll internationally, there isn't. Right. So this week was supposed to be a Jujutsu Kaisen Zero Gojo's past catch up. Okay. And next week was supposed to be a season one catch up. Those would both be great things to have because as much as it's like, where are those recaps going to be? Because I would have happily talked about that. Or if they like if it like if it was a montage. okay, I'm happy with that. Or if it was just like the teacher sitting in a room and just like reliving all the stuff that happened and talking about it and see the flashbacks like how you typically see in sitcoms. So it was under my impression that we were getting an episode that covered this stuff. But I, I don't even know like what's being released on the other side of the ocean today. Yeah, it's it's a very weird situation because I would love that because I can rewatch Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. That's two hours. I can sit down. I can do that. 
it's season one and how complicated of a show that this is that I would love to have a little recap or something just remind me of those key pivotal points that I might have forgotten about because the number of things with this show that I have Googled, like what was this character's motivation again or who was that or what was this cursed spirit? There's so many of those little things that they like to pop back up that are very, very easy to forget because of how complicated everything is that I think it would be beneficial to have because I don't Google as other shows as much as I do this one. Yeah, I hope these episodes do show up on like YouTube or something soon. Because uh, even though I did watch all of it again, like literally I finished my rewatch a day before season two started. I was ready, but it's still such a confusing show. <laughs> a lot of like I was I was trying to look into something like the Heavenly Pact without like looking too much into it and it's just something that's like they've casually brought up but they actually haven't even gone into the details of like how it's executed I'm just like why don't you tell us these things yeah like it's one of those things and i won't spoil much of what happened in this episode in case you are listening spoiler free but they did a little explanation of gojo's powers and his control like right at the start of this episode and i had to sit there like did we know this I and i forgot or they, no, they've explained it like four different ways and I still don't understand his powers. Yeah. <laughs> this show is the most bizarre thing with the powers. We throw that out there. But I sat there so like, did I know this and I'm stupid or is it new? I, I can't can't well, tell you. And even the explanation just like, was weird. Oh, cool, they're going to exp- explain it again and I'm finally going to understand. I'm just like, nope, I, I still don't get it. I have absolutely nothing. That's so funny. I think he has the power to push. He has the power to pull, which I thought was the power to slow down. I guess the sixth eyes is his thing of just having like an extra sense of just the environment around him. And right, because when size you put isn't it together, he just has a freaking nuke that decimates anything. <sighs> yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at. If anybody can provide clarity, like that'd be great. I am yeah. going to go like I've been wanting to do like a little YouTube binge of like someone explain Gojo's powers. Oh, that's going to be like a two hour video and they're going to be bringing out but like engineering scientific diagrams. Like, here's how it works. The whole like controlling speed and things slow down when they like get into his proximity like that makes sense. Being able to push these. OK, that makes sense. That could explain why he can fly. But there was but like then, the poison. I think, think because they try to explain it. I think that's why I'm like, wait pushing and pulling makes a nuke i don't get that part but okay well that's yeah that makes sense to me from an infinite energy perspective that like it would basically create perpetual perpetual motion because you could push and pull into each other at the same time Mm. so it would essentially create a void of space which would either be a vacuum of space or a black hole depending on how it would go so that actually now that i'm saying it all out loud i'm like wow this makes sense but you say that a- for some reason made it make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> like they've done a really bad job. They need to have like a really dumb. Ca- they they need to explain the running. To it's Itadori. also a running <laughs> joke that that Gojo's a terrible teacher too. That he can't yes. explain anything for the life of him. So I guess that just tracks that no other character has tried to explain That's his powers. It's always coming from his mouth. <laughs> That's really fun. It's one of those like, no, it's not that he gets more powerful when he explains it to the enemy. They just get confused and they're like, wait, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. That's I'm amazing. I'm going with that. That's my headcanon that he just doesn't know how to explain shit because you saying that 
from a scientific perspective kind of made just a little bit more sense. Well, I feel like this episode actually lends some credence to that headcanon because they did some really cool stuff with perspective that we're going to talk about. And if you have any sort of preamble, I'm ready to go and start getting this show moving. I mean, this episode is a year after the incidents of the hidden inventory arc. And I feel like one of the things that helped Gojo get his powers together to be able to give us a sick opener is that he's staying hydrated with liquid IVs. Oh, of course. You know he has that recovery on lock. Yeah, there's all, that's the only way he can hold his powers all the time now. It's because he's staying hydrated. He has his electrolytes and he has all the vitamins and essentials that he needs to go about his regular days. And in case you want to have the essentials that you need to go about your days, one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. The result of an extensive R&D process to perfect the flavor and efficacy, Liquid IV combines science-backed zero-sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious real flavor. No artificial sweeteners and zero sugars with the proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. Yes, and I gotta say... Uh, I mentioned at the top, I was on vacation last week. One of my days on vacation, I went to Disney World. And if you know any two things about Disney World, it's really, really hot, and the water tastes like garbage. Those are the two things that you need to know. And Liquid IV was my best friend on this trip because it was like, no joke, kept me going. And I don't know how I would have done it without it because it was so hot, so humid, just trying to drink water. I don't think I could have kept up, but Liquid IV did a great job. And the best part is I was there with my parents who both have celiac disease. For those of you who don't know what that is, that means your body can't process gluten. So they're on a gluten-free diet. And Liquid IV was once again our best friend because Liquid IV is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So they have all of those allergens out the window. You don't have to worry about that. And Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. So you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping the rest of the world with a product like this. And if it wasn't enough... What are you waiting for after everything that we've talked about? Maybe your concern is, I don't know, the price? We have a deal for you. Since you are a listener of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, you can get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free or any other variant at liquidiv.com and use the code STAYWELMED at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using the promo code STAYWELMED at liquidiv.com. And like the call to action that we've been making every day this week, because this is our fourth recording in a week, four days in a row. That's right. We're giving you all the content. I am running out of my sea berry. So if anybody has suggestions of my next order, please let me know, because even before we got this ad, even before I started this podcasting, I've been drinking liquid IVs almost every day because I need it for work. So I'm due for a new flavor and I'm ready to try one out. All right, with that being said, we got our last episode of Gojo's Past. We have Season 2, Episode 5, Premature Death. 
One year later, Gojo has become so adept with using his curse technique and becoming the strongest. He has been taking on more solo missions, leaving Gato to feel more isolated with his own conflicted feelings. After talking with underclassman Yu Haibara, Gato means meets special grade sorcerer Yuki Sukumo, who reveals to him her desire to rid the world of cursed spirits created by the cursed energy given off by non-sorcerers. Gato realizes that this is potentially possible if they killed all the non-sorcerers and forced them to adapt. After Haibara is killed during a mission and two young sorcerer girls are discovered abused in a village, Gato makes his decision and murders everyone in the village. With this action, Gato is branded a cursed user and sentenced to death, shocking Gojo. He confronts Gato, who reveals his plan, having also already killed his own parents too, using Gojo's own incredible power as motivation to continue with his goals. Gojo tries to stop him, but is unable to go through with it and lets him go. Gato takes over the star religious group as its new leader, and Gojo meets Megumi, deciding to protect him from the Zenin clan. In the present, Gojo awakens from his dream, greeted by Yuji, Megumi, and Nobara. I do have to say, for as much as I've complained about how they explain Gojo's powers, they explained Gato's reasoning very well. I don't know what's up with that other special grade, because as a reminder to the listener, there's only four in the world, so now we've seen all four of them. But it's like, why did she randomly bring that up? And that whole conversation of like looking down the hallways and exploring the possibilities and for Gator to be triggered by seeing those two young sorcerers who are actually part of his crew in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, if you remember, it's the two girls with the phones. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So those are characters we've seen already. So the I feel like the the conversation between Gato and Gojo is still a little confusing. Like the whole thing of like, are you powerful because you're Gojo, or are you Gojo because you're powerful? So that that dialogue was a little interesting to me. But overall, this was this was really cool of just kind of understanding where Gato comes from, especially with the whole like they were trying to secure this vessel. And they lost the girl, but it was still like, oh, by the way, like he's stable. Don't even worry about that anymore. It's no big deal. It's like, cool. I just watched the girl I was supposed to protect die for absolutely no reason. Yeah, that was as harsh on the on ghetto as it was on the audience, because when it was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, what you emotionally invested yourself in for the past four weeks, uh, that doesn't matter anymore. It, it didn't come to be anything. And now you just have to exist with this like that hurt a lot. And we weren't friends with her. He was actually friends with her. So that was a crazy, crazy revelation over the top. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about the point that you brought up of the, is he powerful because he's Gojo or is he Gojo because he's powerful? Felt very much like, oh, he's trying to steal his power or possess his body or do something along those lines, which I don't think we've gotten an inkling of at any point during the first season correct me if i'm wrong but like it felt like it was setting up a story that was clear that we haven't actually gotten pieces of. i think he's more inspired by having the ability to basically do whatever he wants like so he's inspired by his own free will and power and saying that gojo is trapped by his well in the sense that like gato has been watching gojo basically do whatever he wants because he has the skill set to do so 
So I think he's kind of like raised his confidence level to like live in the same way. Cause okay. like he's made himself like a prophet for this new cult. He is very open with his powers. He has um he's he's basically treating himself like a god where he's like, I'm gonna be the one who annihilates non sorcerers. I'm gonna annihilate mankind to be the future that I want. So I think we're just kind right. of like, man, this guy can literally snap his fingers and demolish whatever. Like, you know what? I want that type of vibe. Okay, I can I can get behind that. There was so much that happened in this episode and so much quick dialogue that I feel like I need to give it a second or third watch to really digest everything because there were so many scenes that were just packed full of information and motivation, like you said. Mm. But the hallway scene may have been, I agree, the best explanation and just pure understanding yeah. of like this whole time we knew a little bit of like, okay, ghetto thought that he was in the right with everything that he was doing. But now we know why, like we know the mm -hmm. full extent of why he's taking it way too far. We're getting into Aaron Yeager conversation level of like, what do you do to create a peaceful world? But it kind of makes sense. Like I sat there like, Hey, don't kill people. But being able to rid people of the like things that are killing them, it, it it is literally their goal and they're just failing at their goal all the time because they can't keep up. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to like a X-Men storyline of mutants versus non-mutants and like the mutants should rule the world and no, we should all come together and we're supposed to protect the weak. Like th this is a story as old as time, but you know, there's always different depictions and different methods of storytelling and the cursed perspective of it is going to be fun to see with this Shibuya incident looming over us. Oh, yes. There's so much of that, and it was just great. It just tied everything together so well with what we have seen over time with JJK Zero, the first season, and now this also little prequel section of the show. Like, just, just world building in a phenomenal and, like, you forget that it's happening kind of way because I talked about the um, hallway scene and the way that they depicted the fight with Gojo going on in the background of like through the window while they were having that conversation and just knowing, okay, that must be what's running through Ghetto's mind right now. Phenomenal. So beautiful. Such perfect storytelling. They had a lot of like long paused shots to really let you sit with like, there's silence in the air. They're waiting for something to happen. And it just, it hits so many very emotional chords that really drew me into what this episode had to offer. And just the little details of like Gojo saying like, oh, you look tired and you see him like slumped over a bunch and he's got like the baggy eyes. And yes, like you could tell that he's just been living with this trauma for, I didn't realize that it had been a whole year, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, and then, like, the the reframing of, I think it was the opening line of this season, you don't know what it tastes like to absorb a... Yeah. it's like swallowing purpose. a dirty sock. Yeah, exactly. Like, reframing that in this new perspective of he's using this trauma to build as opposed to just, oh, this thing sucks, but I have to do it to save people. Mm -hmm. Oh, just 
impeccable storytelling across the board and really showed the descent into madness and understanding who this character is going to be going forward because we left last episode with a lot of question when like gojo was carrying the body out and ghetto was like we shouldn't just kill people at random and gojo said why not now we're getting the flip of that script back in the other direction at what point does gojo understand this side of things and like does he understand where he's coming from because he one year previously almost wanted to do the same thing and then it came down to like he had to talk himself out of killing the cult members and he was like nah i'm just gonna take over them now yes which we did see a bit of that in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, where like the girl comes up and he was like, Oh, there's something like, you know, did you feel a little weight on your shoulder and whatnot? And then he pulls it over and it's just like, Oh, yeah. Like then he goes into the the person who like hadn't sent money in a while. So he just like infested him with a bunch of curses and then he's taking it away. And then seeing like how he tried using all of those against Yuda. So it's like, they do a good job at planting seeds. I think because I had the benefit of watching the movie first and then season one, when there's other seeds I have to figure out, I just get a little impatient because now I got to watch on a weekly level and watch in a whole other language because I enjoyed all of it in English. Now, so I think that's where my frustration kind of stems from with the show. I do intend on rewatching these five episodes before the Shibuya incident starts and I'm hoping it's out in English by then. Not that it really matters too much, but I'm, I'm really hoping that once they pick back up in the present timeline, it just kind of matches the, cause I have a lot of episodes. So I'm hoping that it matches the cadence of like what I enjoyed about season one. Yeah. The, the cadence definitely had some ups and downs and yo-yoing of you, but I think we're probably going to get back on track because I I teased it at the beginning, the perspective storytelling, the fact that this was all Gojo's dream in his head. I love the ending of that episode so much. It was so good. But then, because I have just recently watched the finale of season one, the finale was the three of them shopping Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, Gojo just called us. We got a mission. And it was them, like, all of this dream happened in the time that he took a nap before they got Mm -hmm. there so we're literally picking up right where season one ended and that's so cool like i was expecting it's the opening theme song that we see him sleeping every week yeah like they they hung it out there it was it was very reminiscent of chainsaw man where there were so many things that they dangled in front of us we're like i don't know what that's gonna mean and once you see it you're like duh it's right there Oh, yeah. so good. And did you, I don't know if it's just me getting my hopes up. Did you feel like the animation was back to season one quality when he woke up from the dream? Yeah. Okay. I, I hope it's that way. So I'm wondering if they're bringing back the old art director or if this was a very purposeful way of showing, oh, this is a flashback because I'd yeah. be okay with that. I think that's an awesome choice. Um, I do know there are some manga fans. Just pick one style. That's all I'm asking. I, I'm okay with different styles for backstory. Just make it abundantly clear that this is specifically. But like episode one was that. like five different animation styles. I'm like, what yeah, the hell is happening? Was... Like if you have one 
if you have one for your dialogue, one for your action, and one for the silly moments, I think that's a good standard. But whatever they were doing in episode one, I was like, could you guys literally just not decide? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a very valid uh, complaint to have. So fingers crossed it goes back. But I, I will say we have to voice it because, you know, voice of the people here. I do know there were some manga fans that were a little upset with how they chose to frame some of these scenes. So I'm really? hoping that they get a little bit back. Uh, there was one, like, I saw the comparison of when Gojo goes crazy and, like, starts to lose his mind during the last episode. I think what they got in the manga, like, don't get me wrong, what we got on screen was super cool, but what they got in the manga was like, oh no, he has lost his mind. He is absolutely insane in this moment. I'm, I'm currently trying to send it to Zuhair listeners so that he can get a live reaction on the air i mean i'm looking at some snippets that i know i've seen on twitter before because i see comparisons like every week like there were definitely some good ones there there was pretty close to the one of yoji pulling a gun on the dragon and zuhair and i talked about it off air that he can't actually see the dragon because he can't see the curses so he's just pulling a gun on an invisible dragon which is really funny but yeah there it's... was i came across a rebuttal to that that he can or cannot see the dragon i think it's about like how he senses well yes he arguably can sense the dragon but he physically can't see it dra- but yeah. like we're all looking at this gigantic badass white dragon and be like oh he's gonna shoot it and in reality he's just shooting at air like yeah you can sense it but can he actually sense the physical form? Does he know what it looks like? Or is it just, I know there's a cursed energy thing over there. Like it could look like any of the weird other bizarre ones that we've seen for a couple seasons, but instead it's a cool dragon. So yeah, I think we get really hung up as anime people on, does this match the manga? Does it match the source material? What's it actually doing? And I think it's really only when people don't get exactly what they want that we we have to talk about it a lot because I know Demon Slayer had so many things match perfectly. But at the same time, if I was a reader, do I want it to match perfectly? Do I want them to take a little creative liberty? Like, I'm very excited for the final season of Attack on Titan, which we got a trailer for. Teaser trailer. Because of the teased, oh, it's going to be a different ending than what other people have seen. So everyone gets to see it for the first time together. I think that's cool. But then again, I don't even know that came out. Uh, There was like a little teaser with Armin. They didn't give us a date. They just said coming this fall. So who knows when that is? It was like the little flashes of them on like Aaron's back where the last episode ended, right? Yeah, I don't think we got anything new out of it, but it was just a little like, hey, we're going to back Attack on Titan. Maybe if you just put everything in the movies like a normal person, we wouldn't have. I would love for it to come out while I'm in Japan, though, because that would be wild. Damn, when can I hop on these trips? Three weeks in Japan, baby. When are we just having a AD? What do they call? What are companies called it? A little work trips, corporate retreats, corporate retreat. So listeners. If every single one of you out there listening right now bought like 15 blend jets, 
we could <laughs> you could help a lonely podcaster to or three lonely podcasters i should say i'm not singling out any one of yeah, us not all of us have this this legendary pto that i always hear about hey you are an artiste my friend and this is the life you lead you starving one at that you chose not to work a nine to five so you could just work 24 7 instead yeah and then i decided <laughs> to be a podcaster that added to that but we love it don't let us afford blend jets you can afford to write a five-star review so we appreciate those as well yes we do because all of our listeners are fantastic we didn't get any feedback this week but those of you who have been keeping up i mean we got feedback but not for jjk i should say can i help you i'm looking at this article like explaining toji's abilities and there's there's a a frame of him like in super speed but his little cursed worm his face is like smushed in because toji's going so fast (laughs) <laughs> oh this shit looks so funny what is happening like his cheeks are already like squished as it is <laughs> this is added on to can you at least share the pictures so i can laugh with you like, what's happening here? <laughs> this is a great thing for an audio format i must say oh man oh my <laughs> it's so squished uh, that's gonna be on the story that should just be the post. Like, just come, come listen to animation alliteration. <laughs> we got squished curses here. Oh Jesus! But yeah, the reason I was on this article. There's a part that says Toji's lack of curse energy resulted in his five senses being heightened to their absolute peak thanks to Do- Toji's heavenly restriction, allowing him to see and track cursed energy and curses. And of course, there is speed and reflexes that allow him to fight just about any sorcerer. Well, there you go. That's really helpful, actually, to understand a little bit more, because I think uh, I think we're going to be asking these questions plenty, especially as we come back, because I kind of remember this is our first season of Jujutsu Kaisen coverage. You and I watched the first season, but we never talked about it, so we're going to have to dig into, like, we did a movie review. We did a movie review, but that was about still, it. I still feel like there's going to be plenty of, oh yeah, what was Panda's powers again? And <laughs> like, you know, what does Furikake mean? And so many other great things about this show. Where is Jennifer Lawrence? Can she get a cameo in the season, please? Can we can we make that happen? Oh, how would that happen? That'd be amazing. I don't know how it happens, but I want it to happen. That it wouldn't would be... even click to me until somebody said her name. Yeah, like it would just be some random woman and you'd be like, huh, what's this about? And then Toji just flips out and I'm like, they didn't. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like if I can't say if anyone would do it, she would, because Michael B. Jordan is the definition of if anyone would do something for an anime, it's him. So she's a little lower on the list, but still. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Anything else about this uh, arc that you want to add? No, it was great. I, I really, really enjoyed this five episodes. I hope that we get more. And I can't wait for another two weeks. I'm happy to have a little break. Yeah. But it's going to be fun once we get back in, because do we know if there's going to be another break, or are we just on Gojo's wild ride for the next 18 weeks after this? No clue. 
Well, all the schedules that I looked at, like, take us up until the 31st, and then that's it. Well, here's hoping. Like, what, 18 episodes? 18's a lot. It's supposed to be 23 total, and we just did five. It's just when you think about the fact that, like, a 26-episode season is half a year. That's half a year of anime that you are now consuming, it's still only 20 minutes a week. That's still a lot of your, like, that's a lot of emotional investment to keep me going for six months. So they did it for the first month. Let's see what else they got. That is true. It'll keep us busy until I hear Academia comes out. More anime! We love it. We I'm watching, like, for a week. And that's only because I'm counting my adventures of Superman as an anime. I mean, it arguably should be. James Gunn, do more animated things. Take advantage of the fact that your animation team is, like, the best. More high-budget Young Justice, please. Rewatching Young Justice, give us more. <laughs> it just upsets me for so many things. Like, watching... We're, we're in season four right now. And getting, like, the Doctor Fate chunk... I'm mm-hmm. like, this just makes me more upset at what we got in Black Adam. <laughs> like, yeah, right. That's all it's done. And like when you oh, watch the, the other season. The bar was way too high. Yeah, like when they go up against Darkseid. I'm just like, well, this is way better than Justice League ever could have done it. Yeah. That is true. But we love DC and we're going to be talking plenty more things. As Zuhair mentioned, we have four podcasts that have been recorded this week on the animation deliberation feed. So be sure to check out all of those shows as well as all of our sister shows all over the strand of Panda podcast network, leave us those shows and any podcast you're listening to a five-star rating and review. It is the single easiest, cheapest and best way to help any of the podcasts that you love because it's free. So definitely go out, do that and show the love and support uh, as Zuhair mentioned, you can write into us, animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com. We take all sorts of feedback on anything that you are watching, anything that you want to tell us, anytime you want to yell at my pronunciation of characters' names, because <laughs> I know I have been butchering it for Jujutsu Kaisen, and I am sorry. That is where you can reach us, as well as all of our social medias, Animation Deliberation on Facebook and Instagram, and Animation Delib 1 on Twitter. I feel like it is a while since I have done the callouts here at the end. And yeah. I am proud of myself for how I just strung that together. Improv, sure. ladies and gentlemen, just as good <laughs> as our ad reads. Jeez. All right. Be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay whelmed. Uh, see you in two weeks. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. <laughs>